Hello there. Hello there. Welcome back to House of Nerds. You are listening to The Scholar and the Snark. And for some reason, I think you may not be lost at this point. Uh, We are on episode six of House of Nerds, the journey of The Scholar and the Snark, where we battle quarantine, try and battle uh, pandemic boredom, uh, being stuck at home, new parenthood, just a general lack of the ability to have a social like life or, or see your friends or anything. This uh, is a sort of social life. I, I personally, this is the highlight of my week when we get to re- to record easily. Um, yes, and, I mean other than other than my child, who is yes, delightful. That is true, we're also You're battling close close second exhaustion, new parenthood, and then a baby who has a piercing whale. I've been told. Um, yes, so. This is the podcast where we review our favorite TV show slash shows slash basically get on and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about. Um, Because damn it, it's our podcast and we'll talk about what we want to. Exactly. We are reviewing Star Wars Rebels, uh, which started with season one because you wouldn't start with the end and then review backwards. Uh, But we are reviewing Star Wars Rebels one episode, one week at a time. Uh, This week... Anthony, we are reviewing Breaking Ranks, uh, episode number six of season one of Star Wars Rebels, but actually was the fifth episode to premiere on TV because as you've so artfully uh, described, they decided to put two episodes into one and publish them just to screw with people like us in this situation. And we're going to get into it in just a second, but before we do... uh, we would like to invite anyone who has listened to this point, frankly, or who's still with us, um, to drop us an email, drop us a tweet, uh, whatever, just something to say, hey, enjoying, not enjoying, uh, you guys are weird. Uh, we have an email address, uh, which is houseofnerds2020 at gmail.com. If you've listened so far, you may have noticed that's the third different time we've given you that email address and it's the third different email address we've given you. Um, so we checked this time. It's actually houseofnerds2020 at gmail.com. And Anthony, we have a Twitter. What's that Twitter? It is on Twitter. <laughs> I, I probably, it is at nerdhouseof. There you go. I probably should have given you a heads up before I did that. But we invite you to give us any kind of feedback that you guys are, are our feeling uh i know we know that people are listening because we're still <laughs> laughing to each other we we check and we see that our, our numbers are going up we're incredibly grateful to everybody who's joining us on this uh this revisiting of star wars rebels um but with that let's go ahead and dive right in anthony breaking ranks coming on the heels of last week's episode which was phenomenal delightful episode uh, personally best episode we've seen so far in my opinion um i know coming into this one i i was it seemed a little like we were maybe gonna go back down a little bit but i have to be honest i i enjoyed this episode as well i i forgot there's there's some pretty meaty stuff here there's there's a a tie-in to some of the prequel movies i mean there's there's a mention of pod racing which is always (laughs) you know delightful um What'd you, what'd you think? Great video out? game. <laughs> yes. What'd you think? I also I also enjoyed this this episode. It's nice to just see 
Ezra doing his doing his thing while you watch, you know, the Kanan father figure had kind of nervously bite his fingers while Ezra's off just like getting shit done. So this episode uh was written by Greg Weissman and directed by Stephen G. Lee. Um and it premiered on October 27th online, uh, November 3rd of 2014. Um, so let's just, let's dive into it. Um, the, before the credits or the, the, the teaser scene, um, as it were, the, of this episode starts with uh, Ezra Bridger, who is going by Dev Morgan, um, which we, we learned here. But Ezra appears to be in an Imperial, some sort of Imperial Stormtrooper training facility um, where... I thought this where, was a creative learn how they shoot. <laughs> it was a creative cold open. And I, I think that's an important, um, important note, Anthony, that these children soldiers appear to be far better shots than the actual stormtroopers. Um, Ev- yes. Yes. Eventually. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to their, their shooting portion. It's like, good God. Like where, where did, did they give you the good guns? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So we start with Ezra, um, who's in an Imperial, what's called the Imperial Academy. Uh, we're back on Lothal. Um, and we're not given a lot of information about, about why he's here at first. Um, it's, it's, I anticipated um, this was supposed to be kind of like a shock value. Um, but Ezra is competing in some sort of like Stormtrooper games, I guess, kind of like the Reindeer games of the Empire. Um, drop him in a pit and say, best wishes. I mean, that feels pretty imperial, honestly, right? Like, I mean, they even had, like, the grizzled old uh, sergeant, you know, sergeant major mm-hmm. kind of figure training everybody on how to uh, how to be a be- the best stormtrooper. And for anyone who's gone to, like, basic training, it feels pretty much like that, too, where they're like, hey, good luck. We're going to sit up here and yell things at you that you're not adequate enough until you do better. It felt about right. <laughs> I mean, it... it <laughs> Ignoring the whole children's soldiers aspect of of this, I mean, it's, I thought, R- it's ROTC. It's junior ROTC. That's all it is. I thought it was interesting. Truthfully, it was interesting because we've never actually seen, at least in my memory, we've never actually seen how stormtroopers become stormtroopers. Um, you know, I always just assumed. You know, we had the Clone War, the Clone Wars, or in in Episode Two, uh, we saw you know how there was some training there, but those were all clones, right? So it's all you know. It's all, it's already hard baked in. Exactly. But like what we what we really need is like a full metal jacket Star Wars edition to like really show the gritty details of how this happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean for for people who really wanna, you know, dig into the, the full metal jacket <laughs> aspect of Star Wars. Um <laughs> I don't think we could show that to children, though. I think that might be a little bit over the line, Anthony. Oh no, that's that's like that's like a on the lines of Mandalorian. Well, that's shooting for the adult crowd. Yes, that's very true. Um, As we see, poor Finn wiping the blood off of his comrade, like off of his helmet. That scene still doesn't make sense anyway. to me. <laughs> there's, let's just say there's precedent. There's, there's, there's precedent for this occurring. There's a that's a totally different recap. Um, but uh, to be fair, if you're listening to us talk about Star Wars Rebels, you've probably seen the Bane movies. <laughs> hopefully, 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 if not, spoiler. Um. Whoops. Um, so we find out we are, our, I guess I can, we're going to call him the commandant or the, the leader of these children soldiers. Uh, he's, he has this little speech where he talked to these very clearly all young men. So 
you know, there's a little bit of the patriarchy even in Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars Empire here. Um, but all these young children where he's telling them about how when they entered the academy, um, I guess a few weeks, uh, a month ago, it doesn't really give us a timeline, but how they were children then and they're going to be men when they leave. Um, yeah, I get the impression they've been there a hot minute. Like, is, like yeah. how long is it going to take you to get this thing, man? Like, like how much time has passed? I, I would like to know. That's a good point. I mean, this episode, I mean, as you're going, you do kind of learn a little bit more about, obviously, you know, the, the Spectre and the Ghost team have, they've developed a plan here where they're going to, um, they're, they're hunting for something, um, which I, I think this is a major Easter egg, what they're hunting to. And I have some oh, yeah. questions about that, but um, so that before our cold open begins, I mean, I really feel like the writers and, and the people who are making this kind of hit their stride or they're starting to hit their stride a little bit with these cold opens, because truthfully it's not, it's not boring. Right. Right. Like from the second you're hitting play on this, Stuff is happening. You need to be paying attention to the screen. Like, it's no longer, even though we're still on Lothal, it's no longer about fruit, and it's no longer about, like, what I can do with my little wrist rocket. Like, we are infiltrating bases. We are stealing things. We are fighting the Empire. Um, it, it's yeah, truly kind of a hard turn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, let's be honest. Last week, we left with the Inquisitor, who's trying to kill people with a floating box of bones, um, which is really still very dark um but anyways i mean i feel I mean, like when you put it that way jesus it was a box of bones was it not it is he, it he, is true that is that is a fun euphemism for a coffin i mean they they cart around a box of bones while they lure people in so they can create more people that are dead um that's that's a happy metaphor for a children's show but anyways mo- moving on um <laughs> So we come we come back from the the cold open. We haven't touched on it yet, but I I really like the shortened version of the the intro music, like the da 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 da. Like it's very. Wait, can you sing that again? I just want to know. No, that's that's a one time only only for you. I have to go back and record this for my ringtone. (laughs) You and the rest of the internet. But I mean. I enjoy the fact that it's not an extended long, you know, interest. Like we're going to get like the, the House of Nerd intro. It's very Currently. similar. It's like a minute and a half long. It's it's very similar. Um, Is that too self disparaging? No, no. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're not breaking the fourth wall here at all. Um, oh, yeah, please that... leave us feedback right in if you think our intro is too long. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> one of the somebody please send feedback. One of the hosts of this podcast may <laughs> think the intro is too long. Um, that was, I rock out to it, but I do I do agree. I like the the shortened, just like hit it and go like lost style. It's like here we go, done. Yep, we're not wasting time. Right, I I don't need the like early '90s seven and a half minute theme song that is somehow a dance mix as well. I I don't I don't need that in my TV shows. I, I just that's why Netflix has skip intro. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree because I'm rewatching Buffy on Hulu, and that song still still holds up. And it's oh, it's my like alarm. Two and a half minutes of a hardcore techno song, and I'm like. No, I, I could listen to this all day. Binge watching that, I don't want to see it every episode. I just want to. I just want to go. <laughs> go. You have a you have a fair point. Um, 
so we come back from <laughs> our abbreviated our abbreviated theme song um where we said long long segue sorry y'all <laughs> look it, it's Fight i mean fatigue. At, this, at this point you you guys have stuck with us for five and a half hours um and, and probably probably six hours <laughs> after this episode so uh, you know i mean we're just talking about star wars here like we're not going into the, the mythology yet. Uh, we'll get there. But I mean, right now, this there's not like, there's not a lot of mythology to this show right now. I mean, this is just a fun, you know, weekly. Hey, I like to watch this show for 30 minutes. Um, Jaunt through stories about child soldiers in <laughs> imminent domain. <laughs> just a quick, happy jaunt. That's yeah. Escapism. It's like, it's like a history class rolled up into a cartoon. Yeah. Um, so... We come back. We still don't know what's going on. We are well into 10 minutes of this episode. We're still covered the first two minutes of actual screen time. Um, <laughs> but we come back and we find out that the cadets uh, who are being lowered into like what I can only describe as the pit of doom. Also um, known as the well. Yes. I, I prefer the pit of doom. I like the pit of doom too. It's formal name. Yes. Is the well. Very Indiana Jones, very like, hey, you know, we're going to lower you into this. Like, I mean, I got the impression that the walls were smooth, like there's nowhere to climb out. And the incentive is, hey, if you guys can get out of get out of this uh well. Um, you have to figure out how to yeet each other up to the top of it. I mean, I was thinking we were gonna go like standing on top of each other's shoulders or or what I I personally forgot how they got out. So I was like, how are they gonna get out of this the well? Um, but there's an incentive to get out. You'll get to work. Uh, I believe the incentive is you get to work with the walker as a um, as an aide. As an aide. Oh yes, that's yes. the the winner of this one gets to be the aide to somebody. So the you know the coveted reward is to go do someone's busy work. You could they don't they don't know. they seem yeah they seem cool with it though. Um, I mean, when you grow up on Lothal, like being an aide kind of is in the social hierarchy, probably higher than being like a a street vendor. So, truthfully, that's true. To us, I mean, we're we're probably showing our privilege a little bit here, but um. So this, I, I thought this was very cool, very Ender's Game. Like, I got a really strong like Ender's Game vibe from this when they were oh, like, oh yeah, when the the little wall pegs basically come out and create little repulsor lift kind of kind of like ledges that people are climbing up. You kind of jump from one to the other. And I'm not going to lie, after the scene, I fought the good fight. I lost, but I fought the good fight to watch Ender's Game because it made me, uh, reminded me so much of it. So I'm going to have to go back and read it again. Still, Best book ever. I, I, and I contend, we may get to this down the line at some point, but I contend that the book is so far and away better than the movie Abomination oh, God, that yes. was created. Um, uh, I can't anyways. read the book in less than two hours, but I can watch Harrison Ford fumble his way through another sci-fi movie. The anyway, the book was yes. by far one of my favorite books ever growing up. Anyway, so, this does I agree, this reminds me one hundred percent of that. It's the battle it's the battle school or the battle yeah. zone scene, right? So where they're they're fighting with each other to get out. Ezra, you know, basically whips everybody's ass. Like he comes <laughs> out, he's almost and, like he knows what's going to be coming out of the walls before it, it happens. It's a little on the nose, but everybody here is like, How do you know, Dev? <laughs> It's like you know that the hearts are going to come out before they do. I mean, you would think, you would think maybe, and we still don't know at this point what his purpose is here. But in my head, I was screaming, I'm like, hey, idiot, like it may not be the best idea to show up everybody 
Um, right. Like rain, know, rain it in a little bit. It's like it's like Superman as a kid. Finish first, yeah. But like finish you gotta, first by like a second. Yeah, something um, like make it make it look like you're you're trying a little bit harder. Yeah. I think my favorite part is when the the you know, Taskmaster Grant and his buddy. Uh, I guess the uh, the guy that's in charge of Taskmaster Grant that I mm-hmm. am blanking on his name, but him start electrifying platforms. Like these children are just like scurrying up. They're like, "Oh heck yeah!" They're like, "This is like the first time they've been in this thing." And they're like, "Hey, by the way, we're we're gonna we're gonna spice it up a little bit for you. We're gonna drop you eighty feet down after electrocuting you <laughs> and have you smash onto the." I almost counted this as a casualty in the uh, the count, but. <laughs> But he seemed he seemed like he got up pretty quick. But, he did. So it wasn't it wasn't an injury because kids are made I, of rubber. I, I was wondering if there was some sort of padding. Yes, the, the they com- electrocute them and the then com- drop them eighty feet. Good the God. commander that you're talking about is Commandant Aresco. Aresco, yeah. According to Star Wars Wiki, um, but yes, that was. I mean, it was like we we see them go through it once, and then they very clearly are like, "Oh, I can do this," and he's like, "Oh, yeah." Psych, by the way, there's electricity involved now, too. I was like, that's a little much, don't you think? Honestly, um, I was surprised they didn't have people start shooting at him. Just, I mean, it's not like they're going to hit him, so it doesn't yes. matter. Just to add, add to it a little bit. Sure, why not? Let's, let's just shoot at the children as well. I mean, we're already Not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ezra and uh, two other uh, two other candidate or two other stormtrooper, you know, stormtrooper, stormtrooper children, we'll call them. Um, cadets. Cadets also cadets. would be an appropriate word, yes. Um, they finish, so they get to be aides. Um, interesting, you know, a little on the little, nose again. A little here. foreshadowing. Occurring. Yes. <laughs> um, as they're walking on down the hallway past, you know, on the way to do their duty, they pass what is very clearly a black painted <laughs> chopper. Um, and chopper here. Part of the the foreshadowing slightly before, but once they get up there, it's like, hey, maybe he performed a little too well. Too well. Make a yes. note of this, and we will we will report it. So it's some foreshadowing for later. But also, yes, then we see a a very obvious, like not even well painted. Like, come on, man! Like you can see, you can almost see his paint through it. It's like he just. He's like a chimney sweeper in an old Disney movie. Like he's just slightly covered. Here's the thing, right? Chopper's terrible at being undercover. Like god awful at being not obvious. Like and it's a droid. Like how hard is this? You just have to you literally just go forwards. Like <laughs> don't make noise. Don't be like got the secret symbol. Like so- yeah, wink wink womp womp womp. <laughs> so Ezra Ezra gives some sort of hand signal to Chopper as he's walking by him. And it's not obvious. The the third candidate or the third child candidate in the line doesn't immediately acknowledge it. But when Chopper bleats back at him, like, got the secret signal, bro. We're all good. It's like, oh, hey, there might be something going on. Was he talking to him? (laughs) There's something going on. I may be um, just a child soldier, but like I'm not a total moron. I'm not an idiot. Um, so Chopper proceeds to roll outside. This was cool. I like I liked this next scene where Chopper rolls outside onto the the platform. Which again, apparently droids are so common and so cool that like people just don't pay attention to them. But he <laughs> and sh- shines an obvious light to somebody in the distance, like in Morse code. Like, Come <laughs> on, man! <laughs> like out on the landing platform, just. Blaring out Morse code to someone, no one pays attention. And this is whatsoever. general spycraft, right? Like, just act like you've been there. Like, act like you belong and 
you know, people, everyone's going to ignore you. People apparently will, in fact, just ignore you. Um, so we see that Sabine and uh, Zeb are on a platform far away and that they're monitoring. And then now we're getting, we kind of get an idea of what's, what's going on here, that Ezra has been sent inside. Um, Sabine and, and Zeb are on the ground and Kanan and Hera are up in the, the ship. Um, and they're finding out that this, they're trying to find a, a shipment of a kyber crystal, which I checked. And this, this obviously came out before um, oh, Rogue One. Rogue One. I always do this. Um, but it came out. We do our Rogue research. One. We promise. <laughs> I like no. this. I we're like just, Star we're Wars. just super, we're super Star Wars smart. This is all off the top of the head. That's why <laughs> exactly. many things are forgotten. Exactly. That's why Please you Please correct us back. with feedback in our Twitter. <laughs> I do have a, I do have a correction later. Once we, once we get a little bit farther in the episode, I have a correction from a previous episode. So. Oh, exciting. Exciting. It, it's coming. It's coming guys. I'm ready for it. I admit I was incorrect. Oh, that does not happen often. I thought you were going to tell me that I was wrong about something and I was going to go, yeah. We that, were both wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Don't okay. worry, you're still wrong. But good. I was too. Good, good. Uh, the kyber crystal thing, right? Like, at the time, we knew what kyber crystals were. We knew... I don't remember knowing that the kyber crystal is what actually focused the, the Death Star's beam. Um, I think I learned that maybe a little yeah, it's bit. It's like lightsaber parts. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I assumed the kyber crystal was for. I think it's mentioned a few times in like the books and comics. It's like well, we're trying the Empire's trying to gather all this up, but I don't remember what if those were out before or after this. But yeah, it's the one good thing, breadcrumbs all over the place. One thing that is not explained to, and I guess you know, I'm always like, how did we, I, how did we know? First of all, that there was a. a a shipment to even intercept. I'm guessing someone gave them a clue of like, it just feels a little, a little on the nose, a little convenient that like all of a sudden we know that there's something we've got to go stop. And it's vitally important to the empire that we stop it. And so I, I, I they've, they've heard cool. there's, there's rumblings. Yeah. I, I thought this was very cool. This was a nice little, little Easter egg to drop in here and say, Hey, you know, part of a bigger story. It's not the Skywalkers, but Something is going on here. You might want to just, you know, keep an eye here. Um, so, chopper signals to to Sabine and to Ezra, or to Sabine and Zeb, who then tell, you know, it's clear that at this point, um, Kanan and Hera have kind of been up in space, just floating around the planet for a little while. And rightfully are getting a little bit bored. I probably would be very, uh, very bored at that point if you're just floating around up there waiting. I bet um, they can find something to do. I mean, mom and dad are alone, and the right. kids are the kids are at daycare. So, the, okay, the, that's a, some, some foreshadowing too for the, later in the series. The annotation is that something might be going on there. Um, if but you're worried, they're worried about the kids. If you read the book before the series came out, you might know what's happening there. Um, but again, that's probably the only redeeming factor of that book. Um, <laughs> so. Back Full disclosure, in- I did not read the book, so I assume that they talk about a romantic connection in the book. <laughs> there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a, hey, I like you, you like me, I'm gonna, no. you know, pull your hair kind of deal. Um, space, space love. Space love, yeah, very, obviously. So, back at the Academy, um, so Ezra, since he won the, the competition, hey, gets to work with Agent Callus, which... Sideburns are still present, still awesome, still also, badass. Hasn't Agent Callus seen Ezra at this point? Like, yes. I mean, it's a good thing he's got his his mask on, but did he have it on all the time? Like, I, there's only four freaking cadets in this entire ship, and this 
ISB agent is like, nah, I don't, I don't know who these, I, I don't even bother looking at those, what those things without mass on. I think that's like, kind of on. the annotation is that they're not important because they're not even stormtroopers yet. But also, I agree with you. I, I think Callus did, did in fact see Ezra's face. He knows who he is. This is a straight um, fumble by Agent Callus. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he probably could have paid attention a little bit better and realized this whole was, mission. Like that Ezra was down in his freaking room. He's like, wait, um, didn't we already arrest you multiple times? How are you here? Yeah, you're a rift rocket boy, Deb. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, didn't you shoot me and force me to? Well, not force me. I murdered another. I murdered a fellow stormtrooper because of you. Because of you, like you shot me off a bridge. Yes. I would I feel like he would remember that. Uh, well maybe, I mean he's no Thrawn. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um so this is the I mean, this is pretty ham handed. Um, but Ezra's trying to swap out Callus's data pad for a new data pad here. Um and so Callus just <laughs> kind of I I don't have time for you. I'll take um, both of these, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um also so- cool that Apple has made it into space that was pretty that was pretty clearly it's a good product good product placement that was an ipad super awkward that the apple has been replaced by the empire symbol so i mean well, you just have to fill more in social that, commentary fill in that bite of the apple and put <laughs> you're, you're pretty close put a circle where. around the bite of an apple yeah and fill it in circle around it done and we're, we're done here it's pretty close um, it's not like jeff bezos but We're just gonna we're gonna scoot right over that a little bit there, as we both own Apple products and are using Apple products right now. That's why I took a shot at Bezos <laughs> instead of <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Turns out we are not going to skip over that. Nope. <laughs> Unless nope. this is deleted. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're leaving it in. Um, so Ezra is trying to steal what I, I interpreted as Ezra trying to steal the, the location of the. Kyber, uh, Kyber crystal transfer here. Um, right as he's about to walk out the room with the the data disc, um, which looks a lot like a floppy disk. Um, Ezra is stopped by another cadet. Um, cadet for the, well, for those those of you who are under you know, the age of reason, a floppy disk is what back in the 1900s we used to use to transfer data from one thing to another. You know, before that, you could beam it from your head to another person's head. That might show my age a little bit. Yeah, floppy disks. Way back in the 1900s. Floppy disks. You used to have to... Uh, Anthony, you were in school at the same time I was. But, I mean, I remember having to blow on them because that was the super technical way to, to fix them was just to potentially blow any dirt or fingerprints or dust or How do you blow crumbs. fingerprints off stuff? I don't think you can. What? I don't think you can. What that's, school that's my did point. you go to? <laughs> did that's, we go to the same school? That's my point. What did we learn? <laughs> we were taught to blow on a piece of technology because that would make it better. Um, well, yeah, if you hit TVs, they work better. Like we, We've seen this. We're not that old, sir. We're not that old. Um, <laughs> Again, the 1900s is a crazy lawless time. <laughs> Back in the wild, wild west days of Apple that's computers. Apple computers used to be so inexpensive that schools could get them and that was they were called macintoshes my schools can't get anything (laughs) except the rona (laughs) there's our social commentary for the week i had to put it in nicely done sir Um, warming up (laughs) yeah yeah if you guys can't tell we we haven't recorded in a few weeks so 
the, the banter is 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 coming back a little bit. I can feel Anthony has he's been waiting to get his snark out for uh, for a little bit. So, um, yeah, he runs into runs into an, uh, the cadet who cleverly figured out that a droid was squeaking at the dude two in front of him because Chopper sucks at being a spy. Yes, yes, he does. Um, which cool Touch point commercial. To- cool point to point out is when we come back from commercial is that this kid knows everything about the academy because we find out his sister was a cadet here uh she was like the the head girl um of the academy when she was there so she was the deb morgan as it were um and that (laughs) the star pupil she's masked it mysteriously just disappeared um so her brother is not like okay cool i'm gonna join the empire anyways he joins up yeah. to fight. So not not her parents. I like to note that I I just think if you know going to basic training and your kid goes missing, you probably look into that a little bit. Be like, hey guys, uh, just make a phone call. Nope, nope. Another kid has to go. I'm like, oh, I want to go there too. We haven't yeah. heard from her in a while. I wonder how she is. Yeah, she'll write when she's ready. Yeah, um, she's doing something secret. Exactly. Um, so. Leonis is is our cadet who's who's searching for his sister. Um, so I, this was really convenient. Obviously, that you find the one guy who is blatantly aware of your tradecraft um, and the fact that you're a secret spy um, also has a grudge against the Empire. But I get the, the feeling that the Empire pretty much pisses off like ninety five percent of people. So I'm willing to go with it, willing to accept the fact that he also hates the Empire. They do a lot of bad things to a lot of people. And they're like, you know what? <laughs> in small, just little pockets. Like, yeah. It's the rebel, rebels are still still building. So it's small little pockets. They're just like, we're, we're going to get after some stuff. Yeah. People are not, not happy. They're just not organized yet. Right. Um, so we cut to the, our next activity in the well. And Anthony kind of so touched I've, on this a little I've got, bit. I've got one more for that part. The, oh, well, he's about to take him. Mm-hmm. he's about to leave the room he's like hey don't leave the room yet because you'll set off this you know the whole station will go into lockdown did that sensor not look like a thermal detonator rig to blow it absolutely did because um, uh, i mean i know thermal detonators are the you know they're supposed to be grenades and they're circular but it seems like every time they're they're put somewhere there's like it's just a half of one mm-hmm. and somehow they manage to indent whatever surface that they're that you know sabine is laying them on <laughs> i thought I was like, wow, Callus has this thing rigged to blow. Not, It's going to go into lockdown because someone's going to be in tiny pieces. Like, <laughs> the perpetrator true. will not leave here with anything they're not supposed to. I thought like, that, is, that, that is a danger. That was interesting that Disney was willing to kind of publicly acknowledge that, hey, we track everything everyone does ever, um, even in our <laughs> animated series. Um, it's like, you know, come to Disney World, wear one of our My Bands, and we'll know exactly where you are. Watch our TV show, and even our characters who are here, we know exactly where they are at all times. Um, so a little bit of a corporate synergy there. Um, hey, Disney, <laughs> you know. Uh, just, they're keeping just, it, they're staying consistent. Just showing that even though you too might be uh, tracked, just like your favorite characters in our TV yeah, shows. This may be a galaxy far, far away, but Disney is still tracking everything they do too. We know exactly what's happening at all. The times. mouse has eyes everywhere. <laughs> Except yeah. this podcast. <laughs> we're not, we're not, uh, not on the mouse's radar yet. Yeah, we're soon not, we will be. We're still, we're still below. We're still a loosely organized group of rebels, lowercase r. 
broadcasting not, and screaming into the void. We're, we're not organized enough yet, but soon the, the evil empire of, of Mickey Mouse will, will be headed our way. <laughs> Cease and desist letters will begin. <laughs> <laughs> not because of the content, just because, guys, you, please stop. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what you're talking about. Just, just stop. <laughs> you guys are embarrassing yourselves. Right. Um, so our next scene is obviously, uh, next day. So we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but we're back in the well. Um, and this time we're going to add in the fact of, we're going to add the, um, we're going to have to shoot targets, um, to open the, the, you know, the flying platforms, um, to make them work. This is a cool twist on, on the training activity. Like, Hey, you've mastered this once. Now I'm going to throw an obstacle. I'm going to throw a resolution on it and see how you handle Let's it. Let's say mastered this once is kind of a <laughs> oxyboron there. Like, I don't think they mastered anything. They're just like, get better. It's a, the, the old like Call of Duty, get good. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're right. Good, you're right. Get good faster. Didn't fail. Um, so we're going to add a different different way to right. make you fail. Um, and they, they shoot exceptionally well. I don't I don't believe there was a single miss out of that entire, entire sequence. Not a single miss. But that's probably the only time they will ever get to shoot because, as we've seen with Stormtroopers, they can't shoot shit. So here's the thing, right? And this was interesting. We know that the red blaster bolts are for kill. The blue blaster bolts are for stun. What is the gold blaster bolt? I've never seen that before. Um, You know, I've I've read a lot of Star Wars and watched a lot of Star Wars. I've never seen a gold blaster. I don't even think I noticed that third and a third setting on a blaster gun Unless maybe that's like, those are those are training ones yeah i don't know i didn't even notice a gold that's, yeah they were different that's colors a solid catch well it's just it's just because they were different i was like i i mean obviously you don't want to kill or just damage the property but like anyways i just i thought that was interesting that you know these guns are different maybe that's why they shoot better it's like you know when you're playing a video game and you have like yeah. auto correct aim on them that's why they were able to hit things right um, but they uh, made it harder, but gave him a cheat code. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, Wikipedia. Uh, I need y'all to get on it and tell us what gold what blaster bolts gold... mean. Google searches for what does a gold blaster rifle mean, or gold blaster bolt mean in Star Wars. Um, so we see during the the, the competition once again, Ezra miles ahead of everybody else. Um, you know, he's working with. He's working with his cadet, um, you know, who caught him, uh, Leonis, who caught him. They're working together now. Um, and now he's working. He's helping another can, uh, cadet, the one from the very beginning, who kind of like, I got the impression that they were buddies because they were one and two. Um, and so, but now Ezra right. has to make a choice. And he turns on a uh, cadet's name is Jai. He turns on him in order to help there get to the Insta- top. With Quick, let Ezra. me... Uh nudge you that 80 feet down mm-hmm. oops you know. slam <laughs> there must have been some special padding in that uh that stormtrooper uh yeah i guess armor but then again would you would you armor your cadets more than you would armor your your actual stormtroopers i don't know it's interesting maybe you don't want a bunch of dead children floating around on those all or maybe you don't care. But around Alderaan, it's pretty, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so pretty quickly, right after right after that scene, um, well, to, just to put a bow on the on the scene. So the cadet who gets nudged down, his name is Jai, and we've seen him at the beginning of the this episode. Um, Ezra 
he's angry at Ezra for pushing him down, and Ezra just says, I, ha- I did what I had to do. Um, little foreshadowing, that's going to matter later. Um, so Ezra and Zare, Leonis, um, are actually, the next scene they see uh, Minister Tua leaves her office, and you may remember her from earlier in Droids in Distress. Um, she was the one who just mysteriously trusted a teenager um, to speak a foreign language on a, a spaceship you know, floating around in the galaxy. So she's a number one, a really smart person and B really, really gullible. Um, but definitely one of the two. Um, she's apparently somewhere, floating, somewhere on that spectrum floating around in the farther in, towards the right <laughs> floating in the Academy for some reason. Um, it's very, very convenient. She's a, she's here now. Yeah. She's just, you know, she does diplomatic functions. She's a teacher. She's just, She's bought into the Imperial part. She is in part and parcel. It's been in the military a while. Like you, you run into the same people over and over. This does seem convenient, but you know, you run into the same people over and over and over. So watching this show, and I, and I'll admit, this is they're the on a part, planet. Like it's a whole planet, not just like a the same base. They're this on, is the part that I struggled with with this show is that I feel like sometimes they'd introduce a character a few episodes ago. I, admittedly. I recognized her, but I didn't remember who she was. So I had to read a, you know, I had to read about who she was to remember. Oh yeah, that's that one character. <laughs> oh from yeah, she's useless. One time. Oh look, um, there's that plot device from a few episodes ago. <laughs> I feel like they're doing this as a nod to us to be like, hey, remember you watched episode th- two or three? And I don't know how many people are actually getting that. Um, you you kept with us for. For six episodes, just like you, dear listeners, have kept with us <laughs> exactly. for multiple episodes, too. Exactly. We'll bring callbacks to former characters as well. So here's the, the best part of this entire episode, honestly, is that uh, Leonis, Zare Leonis, his job is to distract um, Agent Callus so that uh, Ezra can get in and get the... Uh, the decoder part to find out where the, the Kyber Crystal is coming from. Right? So... You know, Ezra tells there, "Hey, I'm training to be a Jedi. I'll get the the, I'll get the decoder. Don't worry about it." And so Zare's go-to distracting of Agent Callus is to tell him that he has an order of pod racing parts for him, um, which the old I, "we're all fine here now." Slight weapons malfunction, kind of awkward yeah. <laughs> to try and keep his attention. It was. <laughs> I just it's imagine cool. every conversation I've had with like a 13 year old and you're just like, Oh my God, I could put myself in Callus's shoes right there. Like, geez. Okay. I have to be nice, but please shut up soon. <laughs> Can you go away? I don't now? have pod racer parts. Like, <laughs> I, the first time I watched, I will admit the first time it got by me, uh, it totally got by me. And I was like, wait, so did he just say pod racing? So I had to rewind it and, and watch again. Um, and I thought that was a, a neat little callback just to be like, hey, remember, we're still in the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, there's not Darth Vader's not here, but this is definitely the same universe. Um, but seeing seeing Callus's face, you can absolutely read the like, why do I have to deal with children all the time <laughs> written just all over his face. Um, so it was, which, which maybe more explains why he didn't realize that literally the kid who shot him off a bridge is uh, standing there with him. Or or the fact that the kid is currently behind him, levitating the decoder extremely oh, yeah. slowly. I speak um, in general. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's Rolling true. around this tiny little base. So, 
so Ezra is levitating the decoder behind his back, and meanwhile, uh, poorly, <laughs> Leonis decides, "Hey, you know what would be a good idea while I'm trying to distract you? What if I looked at the floating decoder disc in the air um, every two seconds, <laughs> just to raise your your worry?" And and Callus, something's behind you. It's behind you. Like, he's turn around, screaming it with his eyes. They just stand there and stare at each other, and I'm like. Well, Callus stares at him, and then he stares at the floating thing behind him. Like, whose instinct, if someone's looking at something over your shoulder, is not to turn around? Not this guy. Not this super ISB agent that almost took down Zeb. No, no. He's in in the comfort of his own office. There's no danger here. No, no. Well, I think it it either (laughs) speaks to, I think you're right, it either speaks to just obliviousness or just absolute arrogance. I mean, I think that would be the answer you would get if you asked someone is that, well, stormtroopers and Imperials aren't arrogant. They think that, you know, they're better, stronger, faster, whatever, better, you know, than everyone else. It's kind of like the administration in America. Social commentary. Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Um, by, by our last three listeners. <laughs> it's been fun. Hey, look, we're not going anywhere. You guys can leave, but we're going to keep screaming. Um, so another little cool thing here, um, and this was kind of the callback, Anthony, you were talking about earlier. While the child is crawling around in the air duct fence, um, Ezra hears, overhears um, their taskmaster and our commandant are talking to the Inquisitor. Um, and that dun, dun, dun. this was all a setup or, or potentially a setup. To find any Jedi or or like kidnap Jedi. any small children that he can exactly because I mean, he's the boogeyman. looking at the Inquisitors like they gotta get more of them somewhere and it's not necessarily finding Jedi or just I mean there's a lot of fallen Jedi in the Inquisitors but they gotta find some Force sensitive people to train them up and uh, brainwash them and to go in and help and hunting down the rest of the good Jedi good Absolutely. in quotes. Absolutely, because you know that uh, that's. I think that's a little bit of retconning that Star Wars did here. I mean, because I I always, <laughs> I always anticipated, or I always I felt that with Luke Skywalker, he was the last Jedi. He was he was it. And you see some of it in the Darth Vader comic too. Where yeah, they have the the little people trying to test out and be the new Darth Vader, essentially. But they're mm-hmm. kind of Inquisitor ish. You know, that's the one thing that's kind of been frustrating with, I mean, The Force Unleashed. I mean, all these video games that have come out is that there were other Jedi. There, there apparently were just like random Jedi all over the place. But even though the Jedi Academy fell, like there weren't that many Jedi that weren't, you know, they were still there. Um, I, I guess that's that was my misunderstanding. Some of even, that is even farther out. You have the Skywalkers. I've not that read the true. new book yet, but I'm so excited. Thank you, Timothy Zahn, for bringing that back into canon. Yes, yes. I I haven't read it yet either, but it's currently sitting in my Audible queue. And I'm like, that's <laughs> when I finish the one I'm on, that will probably happen. Um, but Because Thrawn is the best character outside of Sabine. Well, we might. We <laughs> and might, Ahsoka. <laughs> we might get to spend some time talking about him in, in the very near future. Um, Joked. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, so back to back to our episode um, because we keep just like ooh shiny. Um, so yes, that's how this works. Out... They've been with us for multiple episodes now. They know that's how this works, and that's why that's why we let it happen. Truthfully, just yeah. because this is this is the organic mm. fun part of it. Yeah, this is the charm. 
So we realized Ezra realizes that he needs to let Jai know because that the, the whole point, I guess, of this interaction is that Jai and Ezra were just beating people so bad that they they think they're Jedi or they think that they have force ability. They show, they, think, yeah, they show potential to yes. be kidnapped. Actually, actually as Ezra it were. has to go through this whole kind of explaining to Jai what the deal is. Jai, rightfully so, feels like Ezra's a dick. Um, and why would I trust you? But why shouldn't I go with him? Maybe it'll help me in my career. Exactly right, and I I get it from Jai. Um, but I think you know, and, and rightfully so, he listens to the story uh, from Zare where he's talking about what happened to his sister. He realizes maybe everything's not exactly on the up and up. Um, but all of that, everything that happened previous to this is leading up to these next 10 minutes, which I think are fantastic. We finally get a little bit of space battle. <laughs> um, and we, the, the ending of this episode is, is set up. It's set up nicely. And I think that's the thing where I realized, like, I, you know, children vying to be the best stormtrooper is not the best story, right? But I think setting up for the kyber crystal destruction slash rescue mission, um, and then what is and about then having an ally in yeah. the academy that's going to rise into the, the ranks a little bit. Yeah. I think what happens what happens next is is obviously so we get Zeb Ezra got the decoder to uh Zevin and Sabine who get it to Kanan and Ezra. Kana and Hera. Hera. We're gonna there get this is. right eventually. I'll, I'll, there's a lot of there's names. So many there. There, there's like six characters in the show. It's it's a lot to keep straight. We do we do we podcast are tired. about we do podcast about Star Wars, I promise. Um <laughs> so Kanan and Hera fly off to find the Kyber Crystal and they realize there's three cruisers that are one of them is has got the the crystal in it. We get to see Kanan use his force powers where he discovers that the middle cruiser is the one that mm-hmm. actually has the crystal in it. Um, so he and when we get to see like the force sense attunement to Kyber crystals specifically, like, which, was Oh, cool. you can kind of detect those. And I'm, it's one of the big like game features in like the shoot the game, the fallen order, <laughs> fallen order game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where you you have that kind of force attunement that you have to seek out those crystals. So it's cool to see. And see, this is this is the thing, right? Like this show comes out it's in one little line in the show where he talks about, yeah, Kanan talks about, yeah, you can feel them or you can sense them. Gets turned around and put into canon, where you know when Fallen Order comes out, that's included as an ability. I look at that it's as a pretty directly linked. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm pretty sure it was that. Uh, the the only other time you hear like the kyber crystal attunement was back in the old legends the now legends mm-hmm. when luke is going in the story about luke finding the kyber crystal and he can sense it but that's the only other place and that's no longer canon yeah there is and now a, here it there, is there is an episode of the clone wars that deals with with some jedi training trainees mm-hmm. that are on Oh, I do remember that yeah. they're building their chris they're building their lightsabers i don't remember exactly right there's like 3 of them I think yeah. it's like season four, maybe, I want to say. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that anyway. eventually. But um, there's, Someday. there's a little bit of lore there. Um, so Kanan detaches what's called the Phantom from the Ghost, which I think is a great name for um, <laughs> exactly. for either a, a ship or a guinea pig. One or a guinea pig. There, there is a story there that we might go into one day. Um, but the Phantom is this little shuttle-type fighter um, 
option. It's like a little modification to the ghost, um, which allows Kanan to fly around and fight the TIE fighters well. The little escape pod, like the Millennium Falcon, now we know has that middle like, garbage-looking thing mm-hmm. that shoots off. Yeah, they got yeah. one of those too. <laughs> but seeing this was cool, because you get to see Hera fly the ghost. She flies the ghost oh, yeah. like a fighter which I think is cool. I mean, I I look at the ghost as kind of our Millennium Falcon of this story, and she's flying that thing like it's an X-Wing or a TIE fighter. And meanwhile, you know, Kanan's whole job is just to stay out of the way, basically, while she's fighting. Um, she does the things. Yeah. And she, you know, ultimately is the hero of this story. She does the job. Um, but so back to the Academy, and we're kind of intercutting here, but back to the Academy, the 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 prize for winning the, the challenge or the day's challenge was to get to get a chance to be into an, an ATDP walker. This is this is where the correction comes in. Yes. A couple episodes ago, we were saying ATST or no, I thought it was an ATPT. It is not as an all-terrain defense pod. Yeah. The, the ATPT, it does exist in like cannon but it's got like an it's got an extra joint on its leg and it's a little bit more square but the same same principle at what is it the at pt has one crew the dp has two crew oh for for double pod well that what else you might think about (laughs) i wasn't thinking that but now i am so that's that's a fun little Throw in to the podcast. One, a gunner, a gunner, and a pilot exactly. in the ATDP. Exactly. Well, the DP. Um, so let's not call it that. Yeah, it's weird. So the 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 Walker, we'll call it that. The 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 Walker on Lothal. Um, that explains why there's only one crew member in there. Um, the the three children get to go into uh, the ship, and we've got two. We've got Jai. We've got our. Um, yeah, you don't our, need a gunner because you're just training them to walk it around. Exactly. <laughs> So Jai and Leonis are in the are in the walker and they're in with another trainee called Oleg who's perfectly forgettable. Yeah, um, the, so, like, the evil one who's like yeah. railing at them at the very beginning, like curse you. It's like what what's his story? He does not have a blue squiggly line under his name, so I guess he doesn't matter anymore. He he seems a little a little superfluous, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um I didn't even know his name until that very moment. Um but so Oleg gets stunned, which is fantastic. Uh, the pilot of the walker gets stunned. And so now we've got Leonis and Jai who are floating around in a walker inside of the Imperial base. Once again, we learn that Imperials are not very smart and that they, they are very slow to realize that the walker with the children in it um, is now in, murdering people. It's not on their side. Legit um, shot another one of the little defense pods and blew it up. Yeah. Like one of them just fell over. Like he just got the foot. Like, okay, let's get the hang of this. And then shot straight through the back of one, blowing it up. Um, I only assume killing two people. Yeah. I I would have to say, I don't, I mean, we didn't see multiple bodies flying. So I think we can be safe in saying that there's only one. Um, So flashback. They were burning inside of this pod. Like, obviously. Yes, that is true. That is true. So flashback (laughs) to, to, to our space battle. Um, we've got Hera, who is now, remember, see, there's three of these cruisers, which I'm guessing can't be that powerful or strong. They're not. Um, they're just little transport. It's just semi-trucks. Guns, yeah. and, guns anti-class. 
Oh, that's a nice throw in. Thank you. It is. You're you're welcome. That's what I that's what I provide. Uh, so mainly our... from my time playing Star Wars Armada. <laughs> <laughs> so our three cruisers um, are they take one to, hit? They're die. trying to protect the one with the kyber crystal on it, which, as we all knew, would happen. The the one with the, the kyber crystal gets destroyed by Hera, um, and a really good shot, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hits the engines, blows it up, massive explosion. Fun um, fact: those things carry approximately twenty six people. So, so in saying... case you were wondering who is who is leading the body count in this series so far, Hera just jumped to a commanding lead. She's <laughs> on the board <laughs> by blowing up the the, the Gozanti cruiser. All um, three of them. <laughs> that's that's three of them plus four ties per. Ooh. Oh, I don't. I'm not good at math. But and that's... that's that's assuming that's assuming there are not the twelve extra crew members that it could carry. That's just the standard crew. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people in one go. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome to the game, Hera. We're glad you're. Uh, we're glad you're here. We're gonna. I. I presume we're going to have a, a, a kill count at the end of the episode. We're going to. There. I, there will be a kill count. I was teased yesterday with a screenshot where I wasn't allowed to see the actual kill count. So I am eagerly awaiting um, to see what our kill count actually is. <laughs> Um, so back to, again, we're back to <laughs> Captain Bellerin might make a, <laughs> might make another, uh, an appearance, appearance. So we're back to the, the Academy. Um, so Leonis and Jai, um, are still in Walker, um, and they are just blowing yeah. crap. So after we find out that Kyber crystals violently explode. Yeah. I mean, these things are, are pretty powerful, so yeah. I would expect them to not be you know this isn't a firework this isn't this is some dynamite or something it's like shooting an atomic bomb (laughs) that's a pretty apt analogy honestly honestly it looked like it (laughs) so back at the academy back at the academy um back at the academy so the walker that jai and leonis and oleg their stunned friend and the stunned pilot are all still in um their walker comes under attack from another transport, which you'll remember from a few episodes ago, this is the very barbaric way that they transport prisoners, um, the Imperial troop transports. Um, So they can also just have like stormtroopers hanging off the outside of it too. They don't have to strap civilians to the side, but they do. That's a fun option. It's a fun. Yeah. It's a nice, yeah. You can have it as either a prison transport or, just a to, to regular troop transport to bring more hate and destruction <laughs> into your city. <laughs> hate and destruction in, prisoners out. <laughs> so, using the force, um, Ezra, he climbs back on board with Jai. Um, and what they're doing it, in, this, in this moment, I mean, I think is pretty cool. Um, he's trying to, to me, he was trying to make sure that Dev and, and Jai get away. Um, and that what ends up happening is that Commander Oresco, uh, Commandant Oresco, is led to believe that Dev is the one who's trying to stop the hijackers and that Dev is actually loyal to the Empire. Um, so the troop, troop, the troop transport gets hit by the, or the walker gets hit by the troop transport and our walker goes face first into the ground. Um, and at this point, you think, you know, the episode is over, but it is in fact not. Um, because Zeb and Sabine start sniping people. 
I mean, it felt like they were a little bit absent at this point from the episode. That's because um, they were w- lying in wait, waiting to just start murdering Stormtroopers <laughs> out of this academy. They got to get on the board. Hera, they realized that Hera the... was leading them in the kill count, um, and they decided <laughs> to get back in the race. After Zeb snipes a couple of them, and then you see Sabine drop down and point blank, like, just shoot one under the helmet. I was like, oh my god. Like, she is A just badass but she's like spin kicks one of them and then just boom like pops him in the face like wow this is another moment where it's like damn this is a kid show exactly (laughs) just murdering people do you want to just get murdered (laughs) i mean that was the it's the first time awesome sabine hasn't really played a role in this show up until this point but she's starting to um, she said some good, some good lines and some good art. Yeah, but she's like that—that that cool, too cool for everything older teen. Exactly. And now she's a too cool older for everyone teen that also murders stormtroopers with alarming efficiency. See, the the, the twist is coming, uh, and I guess we, we wouldn't call it a twist, but um, <laughs> not by her armor. No, <laughs> no. So as. Zeb and Sabine and Chopper, Ezra and Jai all flee. Um, Zara Leonis decides to stay behind. Um, creating, and Anthony, you alluded to this earlier, but creating himself, elevating his his position um, among the Imperials. He's the loyal one. Uh, he was the one right. that was tricked. Um, so it's a nice little tag. I mean, it, it certainly sets up to believe that, or make us believe that he will be coming back in the future. And he will. Um, he's definitely going to be a character that pops up in the future um so the, the tagline of our episode here as we're as we're kind of wrapping down but um or, or you know ramping down i'm not wrapping down but uh so ezra um is back on the on the ghost um the rebels our crew agree that they're going to help kel and his mother uh, hide from the empire so he's not going to be a character with moving forward with us in the future right now um, that his entire future has been destroyed by this mission ruined his, basically right they got to go into this like, little rebel witness protection program and mm-hmm. his he was counting on that career now his career is destroyed he's got to go hang out with his mom on the run from the empire cool thanks crew of the ghost <laughs> i think thanks is, is owed here um but, but they blew up a kyber crystal. That is true. That, that's the, the big <laughs> So one. your lives being ruined is cool. <laughs> um, you guys don't have blue squigglies under you, so you, you, you don't matter. matter later. You don't matter. Um, but we get a, we get an all shucks moment between Kanan and Ezra um, where they're kind of talking about how, you know, it. I think it's just a lot of foreshadowing of the fact that they're going to be working more together that the they're growing together the crew is growing together i mean ezra's starting to realize i mean he says it at one point during the show you know he says hey i've been spending so much time with you guys the old me would never bother to help people um and i think he's starting to find his purpose um it certainly seems like he's he enjoys you know fighting back against the imperials um i think he's realizing that this is this is who he should be this is what he's he's there for um, or, or in the galaxy for. Um, and then finally the, the last scene is, is kind of a, a damper on a good mood, but you can kind of get to see that the, our inquisitor finally learns. He gets to Lothal. He gets to our base, which why the fact, why he's not stationed at Lothal at this point, I don't understand, but um, he, he meets Leonis um, there and he wants to know more about the rebels. So, 
the impetus or the the inference here is that Zare is going to be a an important character. He's kind of furthered his career um, in the eyes of the the Imperials that are there at the facility. Um, and you get a look at uh, the Inquisitor saying, "Hey, Callus, dumbass, this kid. You don't recognize this kid, really? Because I just I just talked to this kid recently. Really, you don't know him? You moron. Not not too long ago, truthfully. Um, it it was a little reminiscent of the parts in you know with Kylo." and Hux were just like hey you moron you you screwed this one up mm-hmm. and they're like no I didn't <laughs> yeah. I'm important and the Inquisitor's like no you're really not you're... you may be important here on Backwater Lothal but you are you don't matter <laughs> you're not important just to, to help you out there yeah so that's our episode. not to the Empire <laughs> um Anthony what do you think I mean I know we kind of talked about it briefly at the, at the beginning but I came away really liking this episode a lot. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Just, you finally get some get some space battle, mm-hmm. a bunch of other little ties to to different little bits of bits of lore, and expanding this again. Finally, like off Lothal, doing something elsewhere. You know, the other one was like the the Spire Prison thing, and you start seeing a little bit. And this is even even bigger with larger ties into other things. But, hey, the Inquisitors are. They've been like a slight presence, but they're important and start making more of an appearance and getting to see a little glimpse into, Hey, here's how, here's how at least a few stormtroopers were trained that imagine after all of the wanton death and destruction, they need to up their numbers a little. So <laughs> they're, they're training new, new little stormtrooper grunts. You got to go through. You got to replace the ones that are yeah. getting killed. Replenish the supply on a, on a almost routine basis. But Anthony, I feel like that serves as a as a good segue. Um, I have been teased long enough, and I, I need to know. Um, as you know, we've discussed on the podcast before having a, a kill count um, or a, a a numbering there, so that we know how many people have been killed on this show. And then there will hypothetically be transmissions from the actual Empire. So I've heard. Oh uh, wow! A a Captain Melaroon. Well, we'll be reporting in to his superiors. I had heard something uh, of on a <laughs> something of that nature was on a semi semi regular basis <laughs> might be occurring, but I, I'm dying to know, sir. Do we have a, a kill count for this week's episode for for breaking ranks? So the the official kill count <laughs> is eighty killed and four injured. So casualty report: yes, eighty eighty human lives lost Hera taking a commanding lead a commanding lead over everybody (laughs) (laughs) I mean she's she's at least 50 ahead of everybody else in number of humans killed in in one fell swoop (laughs) and I mean they're like they, they aren't they aren't killing like a small number of people you know for just normal humans like rolling around in the you know the desert they aren't killing a small number of people per episode like we're it's it's significant if you look at it on a human level <laughs> Sabine only got one but she did shoot him in the face that's that's a good that's a good one to yeah. have if you're only going to have one make it that's a good one. one Ezra Ezra coming in at a solid zero he didn't he didn't kill anybody Chopper again. Nobody. Because he's a droid. Um, Zeb, two with the sniper shots. Okay. 
Hera with a 75. And I, I feel like it's a conservative estimate. You could add 36 <laughs> more if you assume that, hey, this is a valuable shipment. We need this to be protected. There's an additional 12 stations that could be filled in those Gazanti-class cruisers. Where I'm going with the conservative estimate of 75 because it makes me less sad. Uh, <laughs> So they definitely are going to need more than the four people, two of which they lost. Uh, now they have you know, Oleg, the uh, loser cadet, and then the spy cadet. So out of their class of four, they're down to two, one of which is not actually with them. <laughs> so, so, so 75 out, one in. Batman gets strong 25% win rate. I mean... Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess technically 80 out, one in. True. <laughs> So, very true. So not a solid ratio. That's what we talked about the war of attrition. Like, that's that's what they're doing. These like six people are just wrecking shop out here <laughs> in the outer rim on Lothal, uh, which is why we'll have some very important characters show up <laughs> at some point in the near future. So like, stop the bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> something's got to change. <laughs> something's happening on Lothal. We are losing a shit ton of people. Oh, but there, yeah. Captain Mellorin will uh, will report in with a with a casualty report to his superiors, along with uh, the last the last three episodes. He, I, I don't know how the, those will end up. The kill count will occur for this, but I don't want to totally spoil no. the total kill count thus far. No, it's it's bananas. No, that's that's fantastic. That's that is truly far more than I expected, <laughs> um, but. I mean, it fits. I'll, I'll say that. It fits with what we've got going on It's here. more than the double first episode total. Let's put it that way. It was a two-part first episode, and Breaking Ranks really just shot out in the murder department. Well... I guess it's battle casualties. So. I mean, I, I guess we can say... I will, I will say, um, things have taken a turn for the dark. Um, and that's not... You know, we... We, we the two of us specifically, were saying... You know, this is a children's show. We 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 don't want it to be too childreny. Um, it's not. It's it's definitely not too too childish. I'll say that. <laughs> don't don't you worry. There's something for everybody. <laughs> that's that's very true. Anthony, I think that wraps up where we're at for this week. Is there anything else you wanted to to talk about for this week's episode? Hmm. I mean, uh, how about them rays? Yeah, baseball. <laughs> To- totally left. No, that's no, that's fantastic. I think we're I think we're good well, until until uh, we get to watch the the next episode. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you, next week is going to be just as good as this week. I I, I have high hopes. Um, I'm just I may have watched ahead again a little bit, and I'm <laughs> I'm excited. I, I didn't I don't want to get distracted, so I'm stay staying on. This next I am really excited for what is Out of Darkness. Next week is going to focus on some different characters, I think. And it's going to introduce a plot device, but also a, an important character to this series. Um, <laughs> My favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, I think it's, it's this is where it really, I keep saying this, I keep saying it has, it's hit its stride. It's in its stride. I think it just keeps going um, and it just keeps improving what we're dealing with here. But um, next week we will be covering episode number seven, uh, Out of Darkness. Um, so until that time, we hope you all got, we hope everyone enjoyed this week's and you managed to, to listen to it and stay with us. Um, 
at this point, you know, we certainly appreciate the fact that you're definitely um, at definitely least, here at least five hours into listening to us talk. Um, we've we've enjoying doing this. We're enjoying the seeing the numbers increase and seeing the fact that there is a market out there. People are listening to it. You know, it's one of the, the cool things about doing a podcast. And, and I know I, I enjoyed looking at this. It's something I've always wondered, but you can definitely see where people are listening from um, and seeing the fact that we've got listeners and multiple different right, parts of the country. We have a shout out to a new, a new country that has joined us. That's right. Really. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to, to note that Anthony, we are, we've reached the international we are multinational success um so shout out to both our united kingdom and our irish uh listener um listener listeners looks like listener i'm gonna go with per. one, one listener per per yeah um but we did we gotta <laughs> so spread the spread the word around uh, the uk and and around ireland we definitely got uh, a new listener joined us from washington so we got a little bit of west coast love we've got some north carolina some texas some virginia tennessee i mean we're we're in a lot of different states um which is cool and i think that's one of the cool things that that we get to do when we do this is every time we see somebody new i i text a picture of them like anthony we're in another we're in another state now and like somebody else listened Spread the word. Talk to us. Maybe we'll make a Discord, and all seven of you can chat with us, and we could just all be all be friends over just just sheer nerdery. We're glad you, we're glad you're here. We're glad that you if you stuck around, that you enjoy the episode. Um, this is the part of the episode that it, it, if you're still with us, um, where we ask that you do go out and give us a rating, give us some kind of feedback wherever you're listening, um, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Anchor, Spotify. Uh, Stitcher, whatever your, your preferred um, podcasting services, please just, just give us a rating of some kind. Let us know that you're out there, that you're listening, that it's not a Russian bot who's somehow found a way to listen to podcasts, um, is making us think that someone's listening. But <laughs> Slowly gaining sentience over there, because that's probably what they're doing. We, we, I think it's also, we should also remind everyone that we do not have a Patreon, and we're actually doing this just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. So enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you like it um, or if you don't like it, truthfully, just, just let us know. Um, we have a couple of different ways to reach out to us. Um, we are on, we do have an email, uh, which once again, that email is houseofnerds2020 at gmail.com. I promise I'm going to get that right from now on. So no more giving you guys the wrong email address. If you don't get us on that email address and it is indeed wrong too, then please reach out on Twitter because that's definitely right. Yes. <laughs> At Nerds House of. Yes. We're thrilled that you guys joined us. We're really glad that, that everyone